the college football experience top 10 storylines on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. Yes, you can use the uh, free $25 to enter their Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome to the college football experience. Top 10 storylines heading into the 2021 college football season. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, up. Should I just give you some intro music? Let's just do it, huh? Get me rocking, baby. Hey, we got lots of storylines to talk about here, and it's going to be a hell of a college football season. Yes. Tell him, Herman. Herm Edwards that spent the offseason playing to win the game. It's easy to see a tide turn. The tide may have turned on his coaching career. That could be something we talk about here. Lots to talk about as this amazing 2021 college football season approaches. It is imminent. He does probably feel like shit after he got caught cheating. <laughs> I mean, this is it. This is our top 10, buddy. This is our top 10 countdown. Sorry for the loud music. We just want to have some fun on the show. All right. I'll give you the Dundee music. These are the 10 best storylines coming into the season for each of us. Patty C is going to reveal his 10. Then I'm going to reveal my 10. We're actually going to go one for one back and forth. Like the Avon lady, Patty C. <laughs> All right. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. What are the storylines that attract you in college football? What, uh, what, what, uh, what's, what are you excited for this college football season? What's got your heart pumping ready for foot, foot, football, 42 belly option split Patty C. Boom. All right. Let's, let's, let's get this thing going. Let's a lot of fun here. All right. Picked on D music is a good way to get it. Yeah. I mean, I was playing stoked. music everywhere. I felt like I was, a, I was DJ fucking Dundee 
DJ Dundee was failing on the ones and twos here. Let's get to it. Give me your 10th best storyline, Patty C, or what you're excited for, essentially. Get to it. Well, um, I'm sure we're going to have some that, uh, that probably cancel each other out. Well, the first couple in mine are not on the field related so much, but NIL NIL is number 10. I like it. The effects with that or what? I uh, yeah. I just want to see how it uh, really looks in year one, you know, during the, I mean, it's clearly going to be a massive element in the recruiting from now on, you know? Yeah. And so how are they going to promote these players? What are we going to see? What kind of ridiculousness are we going to see in the uh, recruitment and promotion game this, this fall? I want a fucking car right fucking now. <laughs> I think you're going to see a lot of people doing that. Um, no, you're right. The NIL and that's I kudos to you already for thinking outside the box. Cause I was just over here, oh, duh, duh, you know, like <laughs> picking teams. Uh, no, I think you're right. That is going to be very interesting. Well, teams, do, I, I think, uh, I, I think I brought this, this up on a previous episode where someone tweeted that, how will that work? Will someone go will Spencer Rattler, go to cameo after he beats Texas on a game winning drive and charge a thousand dollars for, you know, talking shit to a buddy's Texas fan Well, people will pay that with, you know, people have no problem paying that. Um, Absolutely. Will that happen? Will stuff like that happen throughout the season? Will commercials, you know, we talked, uh, how much money yeah. will these guys, we should take odds on that. How much money will someone net by the end of the season in year one? Yeah, that is, that should be, we should come or come up with something for that, but no, you yet. That's a great number 10 answer. I'll give you some credit there. Although I hate giving you credit. <laughs> um, I think everything's going to say everything's gonna, once the first couple of weeks, first couple of months, give it, give it six months. It's going to settle down. Everything's going to be fine. I agree. People worried I about agree. college football. <laughs> I think it's until until regulations are slapped on it, which I don't necessarily want to see, but eventually that will happen. It's going to be a fucking sh- shit could, show. Could an SMU come out of nowhere? Wait, that's one. I'll get to that. Later. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, my point is though, is it's open market. This is what's more American than the open market. We are friend. seeing America at its finest right now. It's pretty fun, isn't it? It is. It is. Okay. My number 10 is, uh, I, I just got a case of the blues, right? Yeah. And I want to see how two of the most awful teams are going to do this year. And I'm talking about the Rutgers Scarlet Knights <laughs> and the Kansas Jayhawks, because uh, for some reason, Patty one C, of those is definitely on my list. I got both of these as must watch TV week in week out. Yep. I'm more excited to, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm more excited to watch Kansas than I am to watch Alabama. <laughs> well, your guy, and we've gotten a correction here on the pronunciation. And I don't think that's true though. Cause I heard someone else say that too. I, I maybe that's yeah. I I've don't know. seen, I've heard Leipold. I've heard Leopold. I believe. Yeah. I got no idea. We'll wait right? till the announcers say Until it. he's on the show. He's I got Leopold. no, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. We, Hey, part of the charm of the, the database here is pronoun- pronouncing names incorrectly. So yeah. deal with it. Enjoy it. And Greg Schiano should be <laughs> I'm joking around. No, Greg Schiano. No, but both these teams have been the laughing stock of college football. Um, more so than any two programs in the country. I feel like over the past 10 years, well, May- maybe you can throw UConn in there, but UConn had, I mean, 10 years ago, I feel like UConn was still solid. Yeah. Well, let me, let me say this. You kind of uh, get into one of mine. Uh, that's 
related to something else. So I'll leave it here for here, but I'm just Rutgers. Saying, yeah. To me, I mean, we'll see what Leopold does, right? Leopold does, but um, I think he's a few years away at the very least to say, I don't think so. And I think that talent level that you told me now, I'm not projecting them to win the big 12 or something, Yeah, but I think both these teams are going to be playing at a competitive level that Kansas most aren't shockingly used to. high uh, talent level yeah, in the sixties recruiting, just got a Michigan transfer. That was a four-star. Yeah. Um, I, I think instantly they're going to be playing at a much more competitive level than, I mean, we saw that with Rutgers last year. Yeah. It's possible with a great coach and especially a guy that knows he what came in do. year one with COVID. Oshiano, we're talking yeah, about. So I'm saying Leopold could do the same thing at Kansas when he has yeah, a, a, a non COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, I think that's my biggest storyline. Like for, for number 10, I like it. Um, I I'm, I'm really going to make a point in watching both these teams Look, even if Saturday's busy, yeah, both these teams will be recorded, and I will be watching the entirety of their games th- throughout the week. We Colby's projected Kansas's win total. Well, um, it's at one. I think it's a lock. I think it's a lock to take the over. They get South Dakota on a Friday night to open up the season. I expect them to win that game. Colby thinks they could win upwards of four or five games. I, I just think there's a chance. There's more talent than you realize. He yeah. brings in a slew of people from Buffalo. I think it's. I'm not projecting them to make a bowl. Yeah. I'm just saying I could totally see this team beating Duke. I could totally see them beating Baylor. I could see them giving another team a hard time. You know what I mean? You know, I would, I would be lying if I said I was at remotely excited to watch Kansas football, but the fact that you're, you know, planting your flag here makes me a little bit intrigued. Can't wait. But you would have said the same about Rutgers a year ago, right? Well, I I knew as soon as they got Shiano, just because we've seen it before, and I know. But we've seen it before with Leopold, but not as publicly. You know, he he he's been on your radar for a while okay. now. You've been hyping this dude for a while, and I've like slowly re- recognized that yeah, you're right about him. But to see him do it on the Power Five level is an entirely different beast. So we'll see if he can do it. It okay. should be interesting. Okay. Um. Well, let's get to uh, your number nine. My number nine is the championship game being held in the state of Indiana. Uh, the national championship. I, I love it. Yeah. I don't want to cut you off. Go. Well, I'm just yeah. saying it's okay. been, it's basically been in uh, the same st- uh, state as the new year's six games every single yeah. year. If it if wasn't not the same location. I just hate that. They're playing in that dumbass dome. Yeah. If they were playing at soldier or Lambo or the Cleveland Brown stadium or Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, play at an outdoors to play at Notre Dame stadium for all I care. Yeah, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Uh, apparently that's uh, even though they've done that in the NFL played in New York city, that's not on the radar uh, for college football as of yet, but it will be interesting because we've, we've seen it with the pac 12 uh, having a great record against everyone in, including in the Rose bowl, but also in just regular season games against the rest of the country when they don't, when they have to go on the road and, and obviously you have a regional advantage. And so I wonder if the big 10 finds itself in the championship game and has a home field advantage, maybe like even that. Notre Dame, maybe Jack Cone has a little magic that maybe. We, what if, not, it, what if it's Notre Dame, Ohio state border battle, very unlikely, right? Uh, not that unlikely. I mean, two I, new I don't think Notre Dame's but, there yet, but I think I could see Ohio state being there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my number nine, I'm going to take you to the fun belt. I just think the Sun Belt made a statement the past two years. I was talking about this pre-episode uh, with you, not not necessarily this plot point, but they made a statement that I think they're a conference that is really coming up, and I think the Conference USA 
it's funny. The conference USA was the, was the conference that was supposed to be the one coming up. Yeah. And they stole the teams from the Sun Belt, but it was actually a yeah, blessing. The Sun in the Belt skies. looked like it was getting left in the uh, yeah in the dust. And then they go out and get a Coastal Carolina, they get a Georgia Southern, they get an App State, and then the emergence of Georgia State's program coming over. I think it was independent, um, but getting those those four, and then uh, all of a sudden you see Lafayette step up. Yeah, I think Arkansas State's made like nine bowl games or eight bowl games in nine years. Yeah, so not all a ton of, of sudden, fat on that conference yeah, either. It's not. It's ULM is really and and Texas State, but ULM hasn't been bad for that long. It's in Louisiana. Texas State spav it all. They went. They only won two games, but they 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 were competitive in a ton. Yeah. But really, I want to the the real storyline that I wrote is the conference race yeah. because you have App State that's kind of like Boise of this conference, right? And kind they of the blue blood took a step, a slight step back last year, right? Where would you say App State is relative to like Boise beat Oklahoma in two thousand what five six somewhere in there? I think six, yeah. Okay, I think App State's close. Uh, you look would at you App say State, they're at that point, or would you say they're beyond that as a program? Because Boise, that I don't know. I mean, they'd had some good years, but that was like their coming out party. Whereas App State's kind of. Uh, right around the same year, 2007, I want to say they beat Michigan. Yeah. So, and, and they were still FCS then. So, like, I think App State's like a little bit ahead of schedule, where Boise right? is what in like 2012, you know, maybe not that far along, maybe like Boise in like 2000. Uh, App State's what they've beaten North Carolina in Chapel Hill, they've beaten South Carolina in uh, Columbia. They, they should have beaten Tennessee. I think every Tennessee fan would tell you that they yeah. went to overtime and lost on a, on a play where the Tennessee player fumbles and re- they recover in the end zone for a win. Yeah. Went to overtime with Penn state. Yeah. It should have won that game too. To tell you the truth, they, they were the better team. I, in my opinion, and yeah. I think Penn state fans will probably tell you that from that game. Now they, they, I think they, they might've added a, a win against wake. If memory serves me correct. Um, I looked that up. They had a, they were a 92% chance to win that game with like a minute and a half against Penn state. They should have won that game. Yeah, they should have won that game. Um, uh, they were up the whole game, and that was the, the whole game. That was up. the Penn yeah. State team that blew it against Ohio State, who went to the fucking playoff this year. This Penn, this App State team has been close. They had a slight slip last year, but they they could uh, have a great rebound year and and look like a Boise. Well, that's what I'm saying. And the Sun Belt race to me, all of a sudden, like this conference, it just now you you have the blue like App State's been a very good team for like every year they've been in college football, FBS uh, for the most part. Yeah. Then you have Georgia Southern. That's kind of this triple option team that for the most part, I think one year they had one bad year, but every other year, I think app had one bad year too. When their first yeah. year up. Yeah. Uh, then Lafayette comes out of nowhere and Billy Napier's recruiting at a level that they haven't seen. They have talent. They're returning a ton. And then you add in what coastal Carolina did last year. Yeah. Jamie and, Chadwell yeah. kind of like schematically really ahead, ahead of the of, curve. Yeah. And you got to wonder, I mean, I don't know. I mean, do it, does an SEC coach go get fired this year? Mm. Maybe, almost certainly, almost certainly. Well, I'm saying maybe they go for Chadwell, but I'm saying in general, when you mix that pot of the the old school teams of App State and 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 Georgia Southern, which has been a great rivalry for a long time, mixing in the Coastal Carolina, mixing in Lafayette and Georgia State, yeah, and then even like an Arkansas State that's yeah, like the I number said, two eight, team eight of the nine, a, uh... eight of the last nine years been bowling, yeah. You have all of a sudden the makings of this conference that I find really a few years ago was a complete afterthought. Yeah. And and you, you maybe add the in, worst conference. And I think Spavadol's got Texas State headed in the right direction. They need to play better defense, yeah. but the offense is fine tuned. Yeah. South Alabama, I personally thought they shouldn't have fired their coach because I think they were playing better ball than than people realized. 
And uh, you had that's you have the Sun Belt now that that I they should consider adding Liberty because I think it would be really good for their conference. But all of a sudden, I find myself really interested in watching the week by week race in the Sun Belt Conference. Well, when you think about like how few teams there are in the South, you have your SEC, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have a few teams in the American, but the the American isn't heavily populated in the South, you know, there's Memphis and then there's Florida, but there's not really, but like when you talk about the States of Georgia, there's not a, there's Georgia and Georgia tech. And then what else? Then there's the Sunbelt. Yeah. Then, uh, and that's one of the most talented States in the country. And I believe what 10 team conference, I think, right. I think it's a 10 team conference, but, uh, and ULM, I like the Terry Bowden hire and bringing in rich Rodriguez, but why not expand right now? Sunbelt, you should strike why the iron's hot. Yeah. Grab Liberty. Yeah. Right. Um, I would even try to get go go into the conference USA, play their game. They they did this to you. I think you're in a better level now. Yeah. Go take, take what's yours. Take Charlotte. That's a big city. And take like Florida Atlantic or something. I would want to see a or little Florida more success from these teams, but maybe that's the Sun Belt. Charlotte's uh, a brand new pro it's very similar to Georgia State. Yeah. Where I feel like the program hasn't been around long. It's in a major city. Yeah. You take that now. Take the a- AAC route, you know, yeah. that metropolitan route. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe even, I don't know, maybe even consider, consider a, uh, I mean, Liberty makes a ton of sense. You gotta, uh, you gotta have another team to pair at Liberty. I gotta have an even number. So I, my first thought would be like Liberty and Charlotte or Liberty and Florida international, try to go to the Miami or Florida Atlantic, whatever school yeah. meets. Uh, I mean, they tried for JMU. We turned them down. <laughs> we said well, you uh, pee on conference, but Liberty's got a great basketball program too. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, they're like BYU, yeah. but it's right here in your uh, geographic footprint. Yes. So go, go ahead and make your move, son belt. We see you. I mean, I've seen, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you go FCS. Maybe your 12th team is cause you've had great success grabbing three FCS teams. Yeah. Right. So why not the Dukes are why not there. get a Jacksonville state to throw in there or, or a uh, Sam Houston state. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. I'll say this about my Dukes too. Uh, before they turned that down, I don't think uh, ODU or Liberty had made their jump to the FBS level or, or had just done it. I don't think they had yet. And so I think there was trepidation within the state of Virginia for a, another team to emerge into the uh, FBS level. I think now that uh, ODU and Liberty have done it, JMU might be more ready to make that jump. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, they should go for it. Uh, in my opinion, add Liberty. But the problem is, would you to add two Virginia schools? I, don't I think, think you, so. I think you add Liberty and then you go for like Texas. Uh, they already have San Marcos, which is not far from Austin. Yeah. If you were to get Sam Houston State or something. Yeah. Or a Jacksonville State that's that's been very good in the FCS yeah, ranks. Find another gem and just juice that conference up even more. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I'm really excited. That's my number nine storyline. What what's yours? Get to it here. Well, my number eight is the Pac-12 race. And wait, wait, wait. But you did number nine. Yeah, oh, my no. number nine was a right. championship game okay. in Indiana. Okay. My number eight is the Pac-12 race, and specifically, kind of uh, these coaches that are either have had elite success before and have elite potential, whether it's based on their X's and O's or their, uh, their talent advantage. And specifically I'm referring to chip Kelly, Mario Cristobal and clay Helton. I kind of want to see what happens with, well, these. it's funny. You mentioned that my number eight is the Los Angeles college football scene yeah. because clay Helton is a walking on eggshells right now. And you got chip Kelly. And I, I think UCLA, I was looking at their recruiting rankings for currently. And I'm like, wow, I feel like they're getting a little bit better. Yeah. Recruiting wise. And I think this could be a special year for them, but I, I'll join you on the PAC 12 thing. Cause one of my honorable mentions was the, the Washington apples, because you know, 
The Washington apples. Well, just wa- the apple cup. That was my oh. headline is Washington apples because oh, okay. well, we never got to see really Nick Rolovich three year, three games or whatever. Uh, I, I feel like he's a very good coach that the world doesn't know is a very good coach. Yeah. Right. And, and I also feel like Jimmy Lake was also a first year coach that kind of got thrown in. Phil Steele has as Washington as a top 10 team. Yeah. He I has mean, them winning the Pac 12. These are both the programs that have been really good in recent history. Uh, both have gotten to 11 and 12 uh, wins respectively. And, you know, they have unknown, but like you said, good coaches. And Jimmy Lake was there for. Uh, well, I, for I mean, I don't know what to expect with Jimmy Lake. I mean, he was a defensive coordinator, never seen him as a head coach. Yeah. Rolovich, I, I I was amazed at the job he did in Hawaii overnight because he took over Norm Chow's team. And he, let me tell you guys, he left, Norm Chow left Hawaii in a very horrible state. Yeah. And Rolovich instantly, first year comes in, makes a bowl. I'm like, what? I mean, I was ready to fade him. I, I look like a fool. I was talking like, look, I, I thought the hire might've worked out three years down the road, right? But after the Hawaii I had seen, I said, Whoa, there's no way he's going to be able to do this. No doubt. And yeah. also at a place like Washington state where they're running a specific system that requires it, you know, a million repetitions and a fine tuned element to make it run. That's kind of almost like a, a switching from a triple option to something else. Now, obviously Rolovich's system was more similar to Leach's, but he still came in and made it work really well in his first year. And, and that was, I mean, does that even count as a year with two, the COVID th- three year, games yeah. or whatever? And he started an 18 year old quarterback as a freshman, Max Borgie, their star running back was, was out for most of the, for the season so that you didn't really get to see. I think uh, it's compelling. I, I mean, they really, though, I, I, I'll, I'll back you up the whole PAC 12 race. I find yeah, a lot more interesting. And I'm not saying this as a guy, we grew up on the East coast. We happen to live in Los Angeles. Um, I grew up, uh, you know, a guy that pretty much rooted for like the big 12. Yeah. I was a big 12 football fan. And like, I mean, I, I was a college football fan. I was watching fucking division. I was watching FCS games growing up Yeah, just to give you the background here. We're not like guys that grew up in California that love the pac 12. I find it very compelling because I have no idea what to expect. It's so evenly matched. I actually think you can make a case where every team minus of Arizona could win the South. I think you can make a case where Every, Every single team, in the, team in the North has a shot Absolutely. coming into the season. Yeah. You don't get, look, the SEC is the best conference, but we pretty much know it's going to be Alabama, Georgia. Pretty much. Although I'm going to touch on that okay. a little later. But I'm just saying, we pretty much know Alabama, at least for the most part. Very likely. Every Fair year. Enough. I mean, Ohio State plays every year in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think what Penn State got them once. Right. And even that they didn't even, re- they gave Ohio state yeah. the nod for the playoffs. <laughs> so it's like, they ignored and, their own rules that gave Ohio state the birth in the first college football playoff to give Ohio state another birth and, in the college football playoff for the opposite reason. Well, and you get Oklahoma, it's in the pack, uh, the big 12 championship almost every year. So in a way you're, you're like, okay, why do I, I like, yes, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I love football, yeah. but the pack 12 was like, well, you can make a case that I yeah, it's Washington. Yeah, if you Phil like Steel thinks watching, Washington, someone else thinks Oregon. Yeah, I, I thought Cal could be a, a a great sleeper this year. And then you look in the South, people say, "Well, USC." And I go, "Man, I don't trust USC." What I saw last year, I could totally see Utah. A lot of people were high on Arizona State before the scandal. I don't know how it is now. UCLA, Chip Kelly, they look like they turned a corner in the end of last season. Uh, Colorado, Carl Durrell. I mean, you've you, before that Nate Lamb and injury, they were undefeated and up by double digits before that final game of the, end of the season. So. I, I think you can make a lot of cases for, I think that's what makes that conference very interesting, competitive and quality. Yeah. I think there's a pretty high floor on that, 
you know, conference and, and, and potentially, well, that, that's the angle though. That's a, why it a higher ceiling. Well, that's why it doesn't get the national respect. I think is that they don't have the elite team, but they just have a ton of decent teams. Yeah. And, and it makes for crazy, crazy games, crazy weeks. Well, we'll see if Helton can emerge and finally get, get over the top. I, I don't think so, but more interesting potentially is a uh, Cristobal and you, you have your doubts and I do too, but they are recruiting at a higher level. And so if that wins the day, maybe we see him in the playoff and then in a two game playoff, it's anybody's it's, yeah. it's open fucking season. Yeah. So, um, all right, guys, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer of up up to a five hundred dollars risk free sports bet. Yes, it's that amazing. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and download the app today. All right, Patty C. What do you got for me? Well, I, I, my number eight was also the Los Angeles college football scene. Okay. So that plays into your pack 12. So I'm, now it's going back to you. Okay. Where are you taking us? All right. Well, number seven, uh, ACC tier two and really specifically <laughs> can this coastal the, or cause I have both. a more specific one later. Okay. Both. Okay. Really the coastal, but um, I hate, you're going to laugh at me, but who's going to take steps to becoming a viable contender for the ACC. And the only teams that I see right now that have that potential to ever get on Clemson's level, obviously Florida state, they're a long way away, Miami, Virginia tech, and UNC, the usual suspects, except UNC now becomes part of that club because Mac Brown is doing a great job recruiting and coaching. So is anyone going to catch Clemson? Is anyone going to get close? What do we think? Well, I mean, my, I have one that's on my list that says second place in the ACC Atlantic. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, the coastal, I, 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 I've seen it too many times. Yeah. I, can anyone contend with Clemson? Because I know the coastal's a, a, a just a mess. Yeah. Yes, North Carolina somehow top ten. I mean, they didn't look like it last quarterbacks year. Quarterbacks in uh, uh, Howell and Derek King that could potentially. I'm not smelling. Uh, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying Miami either. I, I'm not even buying North Carolina fully yet. Neither am I. And I actually think you mentioned all those teams and you forgot to mention a couple of teams that I will say, and this is why I put the Atlantic on there. I find the Atlantic more interesting than the coastal. Well, and they could bite the Clemson, but they're not going to catch them permanently. Well, I just think though, it's going to make it harder for Florida state to get up. If NC state continues on this progression, yeah. if Louisville steps up and, and gets back to where they were with eight wins. And I'm going to throw out a, a, another one, another Wait. two actually. Yeah. I think Dave Clawson's wake team might be better than what we think. Sure. And I'm going to throw out the Boston college Eagles, BC and Jeff Halfley. Look, they I, are one of the more interesting teams. I mean, if you look at the recruiting rankings right now, I want to say they're like top 20. I know that's early on the recruiting rankings here, but uh, um, there they have Jerkovic. I mean, maybe he goes pro. Maybe they have some NIL deal because he could be back next year. He's yeah. only a junior. And I but I still think this year you look at that favorable schedule. Right now Boston College 13th in the nation in recruiting. Yeah. 13th in the nation. Now yes, 18 three stars, two four stars. But still, that's so much better than Boston College was, you know, uh, under Adazio or other uh, other coaches. So I I find them interesting. I, I mean, when you think about it, you start uh, let's start the northeast, whether it be New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Maine, Vermont. I mean, granted, there's Canada. Not a, 
ton of huge yeah. great football being played <laughs> up there. But Boston College is probably the team in the Northeast traditionally over the past forty years. Well, and, and Florida State fifth best recruiting class in the country right now. I mean, I know it's early, so I mean these could all really change. But I I find the race in the Atlantic. I think NC State. I think Dave Dorn's got a really good squad this year. And to me, second place between Wake, BC, NC State. And Louisville, and I'll even throw in Florida State in there. Yeah, it's interesting to me. Yeah. Whereas the coastal, yeah, it's interesting who's going to step up. But I just, I'm like, these are all pretenders. Yeah, I've I've played this game too many times with Miami and Virginia Tech. You know, prove it. It's that's that's the case for everyone in the coastal, but specifically uh, Virginia Tech and Miami, who are supposed to be you know the Clemson and Florida State out of the out of the coastal just hasn't happened. And damn, we're coming up on 20 years that they've been in there. I mean, to give you an idea right now, I know this is not going to stay like this, Yeah. but Boston college and Florida state and Virginia tech, where's NC state. They're all ahead of Clemson right now in recruiting. Well, that won't stay. That won't last. Yeah. Right. But I'm just saying, you never know. Florida state's got two, five stars. Clemson's having a little slow, slow of a recruiting cycle right now that Clemson isn't uh, you know, strikeout proof here. And NC State's not that far. NC State has four four stars right back there. You know, in in the thirties, early thirties. So, wouldn't surprise me at all. I find that more and more interesting. Dude, the ACC should be one of the best conferences from a from a talent standpoint. Traditionally, the number of players NFL drafted they're they're second to uh, the SEC, if I'm not mistaken. But that even that's misleading. It shouldn't be. There's well, a no, shit ton of they have 14 teams. Yeah, that's true. But even when they <laughs> yeah. didn't, they okay. were still cranking out talent. It's just they would find a way to lose to SEC schools. And so I don't know. I I have given up on the ACC until they prove it. So <laughs> I, I still find it interesting, but uh, because we're East Coast guys, but you know I, that's as high as it's going to get on this list. Okay. Well, um, I want to. I want to. Let's let's go with this then. This is one that I have my, this is my number seven. Yeah. The race you mentioned the race for second place in the ACC. Yeah. I have the race for the AAC second place because who we, the fuck even is locked up for the first place. Well, I think we all think Cincinnati Cincinnati should right? be. Yeah. But I, I, I look Houston misses. Uh, they don't play Cincinnati or UCF in the regular season. It's a big year for Holgerson. Yeah. UCF has miles on. I'm not all, all the way on board on that. Yeah. And I mean, yes, is it talented? It's a talented team. Sure. Memphis has Silverfield. You know, I'm not on board with that, but I still think they're, I still think they're, they're a talented team. He finds team. a way to win. It's, it was one year flash in the pan, but then you have Tulsa that I think is really, I really liked what's going on at Tulsa. Yeah. And then Navy, Neomatololo couldn't practice last year. Yeah. I like my East Carolina Pirates. I think they're going to have a big year as yeah. far as getting better. I think we're going to a bowl this year. Navy's not the type of team to break the rules, you know, yeah. for COVID. So they, they were very much, whereas we saw Ohio State, who is it? Uh, Harbaugh calling out uh, Ryan Day in the uh, Big Ten yeah. meeting. And Ryan Day said, Mind drawing effing business. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't Neomatololo, and it showed up, but they improved over the course of years. So Navy could emerge as a. Yeah, Navy could be a dangerous team. And yep. then, look, I even think Temple will get back on track. But the real one. That I'm that I'm holding here, yeah, is the SMU Mustangs. Oh, I don't know if that's a recency bias, but they are hot on the recruiting trail. Hot right on now. the recruiting trail. I also like J- the Jim Levitt hire. You know, you are a Jim Levitt. You know, guy. when you watch the the only way, reason Oregon got back to where they were, it wasn't Willie Taggart, it wasn't Mario Cristobal. 
Yeah. It was the fact they hired Jim Levitt from Colorado. Guess what happened when he was at Colorado? Just two years. He took them to the PAC 12 championship. That's true. Right. That's true. Uh, say no more. He took USF to number two in the country when they were in yes. what? Well, the conference USA at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, or the, I think they might've been big East, Okay, but either way, I find SMU to be a very interesting team this year. I find Houston. I, I think everyone's thinking it's going to be UCF Cincinnati. Hold it right there. I think Cincinnati is going to be in. Yeah. Watch out for the teams in Texas and even Tulane. Willie Fritz doing a great job. I'm Willie not Fritz buying is doing Fritz a good jet. Job. Well, I don't think they're going to be w- winning. Winning the AAC, but, but they could you, be improving. Dude, you steadily. make three straight bowls. You got to you got to at least put them in contention. Yeah, that's true. That's they had true. a freshman quarterback in Michael Pratt last year. Who I like. Yeah, I'm a Pratt so, fan. I thought they need to work on that offensive. I line. think that's a, a very compelling angle to college football this year. Is the, is the second place race in the AAC? Who? Because it's eleven teams now. Yeah. So it's not division. So who will Cincinnati be playing? Well, in you've the already AAC hit on a couple of things that I'm going to hit on later. So uh, what's that? Well, this is all the way down. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. But uh, I'll say it right now. Let me let me pop you down to my number two, and this is a uh, group of five. Slash Independence, New Year's Six, or College Football Party Crashers, right? And what I want to see is AAC and Mountain West, right? Who's going to jockey for position? And that really, how they uh, finish position that 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 might position themselves for uh, a, a leg up in the realignment uh, race that could be pending, depending on realignment race or just, I mean, I don't know where you're getting at, but I'm saying that if the looming 12 team playoff, yeah. Yeah. The, the group of five spot there, yeah, you know, you know, start to start to establish yourself as the premium exactly. conference, uh, coastal Carolina, app state, Louisiana from the fun belt. Those could be party crashes. You already touched on that. Uh, can Cincinnati run the table and crash the uh, college football playoff preseason number eight? That that was my original well, preseason number eight, and then you bring up the fact that they have games against Indiana, who the the playoff committee loved um, <laughs> for whatever reason. For whatever reason, I mean, I think, and I will say this: I've seen people say this, this is the most talented team Indiana's ever had, and I do agree with that. Yeah, uh, at least that I can recall. Yeah, ever in my life. Yeah, they were. This good. is the most talented team. I've ever recalled with Indiana and then adding Steven Carr, the running back from USC, adding some of those other pieces that they've added. Uh, they got a receiver from a and M I think, uh, and a few other receiver from Florida state, getting those pieces, make them really interesting. Cincinnati, if Cincinnati can beat Indiana, I think there'll be a ranked team at that time. And then they get Notre Dame a couple weeks later with Marcus Freeman, their, their old defensive coordinator there. Boy, I mean, if they can win, I want to say this is probably the highest I mean, that's in Athlon's rankings. I don't think that uh, the AP has come out with their preseason rankings yet, but if it's something similar and they're in the top 10, that has traditionally been the problem for these group of five teams is like, it takes them halfway through the season to crack the top 10. But if they start there and then they have some marquee games and they're like well, at number it, five it, mid season, can, can I hit on this too? Like if they can do that, if they can win those two games yeah, and they also, I know they play Miami, Ohio out of conference. Miami, Ohio ha- is a contender in the Mac. Yeah. So that could be nice for their resume, but uh, overall can the AAC have a great showing against the the power five. I mean, well, let's just, I just those wanna, non-conference games are huge. I, I think this year they have a decent shot. I mean, look, Texas, I'm sorry. Houston gets Texas tech in Houston week one. Yeah. Um, that is their, their lone uh, group of, or power, power five. five. Yeah. Um, you go through the ranks here. Now, now Tulsa, Tulsa's going for the crazy, the, the back-to-back away. 
of at Oklahoma State, which they almost won in Stillwater last year. Yeah. They probably should have. Yeah. Questionable call yeah, late they, in that they game. They scored a touchdown right? to go up by two possessions. Had it called back. Questionable call. And then yeah. Oklahoma State and then, no, goes then they for missed an 84 that field goal. Touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they also play at Ohio State. Now I'm not expecting Tulsa to beat Ohio State, right. but if they can if Make they can steal showing. Oklahoma State yeah. and go one and one in that stretch, you go through all of these. If if you go through, let's uh Memphis gets Mississippi State week three. Can Memphis they could take down Mississippi game. State? Uh, UCF, we touched on this. They get Louisville. That's a very winnable game, right? Yep. Would you agree that that's a winnable game? I mean, um, uh, SM um, Memphis Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. UCF gets Louisville oh, UC- on a uh, Friday night. I just predicted right? them to win that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. SMU is at TCU on September 25th. Right. That could be a big spot. Uh, now uh, Tulane is welcoming an Oklahoma, which is crazy. I would not think they'll that, lose that. Yeah, game. but I yeah. but Tulane plays at Ole Miss on September 18th. Probably lose that game too. They but could, they, that's not a hundred percent. Either way, if they come up and and win some of these, then that's a great look that could bolster Cincinnati's resume. That's what I'm saying. That's my the AAC just needs a decent showing. ECU welcomes South Carolina. They got to win some of these. They welcome South Carolina to Greenville. They could win that. That's what I'm saying. They could Beamer's win that first year. They yeah. could easily win that. Uh, that uh, Navy. Who's Navy get it? Notre Dame, I think, is obviously one that they always get, right? Yeah. Um. So they get Notre Dame. No, they, they, I don't think they get another Power Five. Um. Temple gets uh, Boston College. That's a winnable game right? in Philly, and they also are at Rutgers. Two winnable games. Yeah. If they can have a decent showing, it, aside from Cincinnati, can the rest of the conference step up? Do their part and yep. do their part. South Florida plays at NC State and home to Florida. I doubt they win any of those. Maybe at BYU they could. Uh, how yeah. great would it be? And the AAC, we've said it before. They kind of have a feel for like the old Big East, where there's a bunch of teams that are really good. And then there was one team that was able to actually get it done and put, I mean, that's essentially what the ACC is right now. I mean, the the difference is the ACC has had a couple teams that have won national championships or at least what two now Clemson. Well, they got UCF and Tulane UCF, one in 98. That's true. Um, Those are two national championships and, and ECU in 91 should have played for one. Um, I'm joking. Cincinnati had an undefeated season and Brian Kelly left in the middle of it. Yeah, unbelievable. Still bad taste in my mouth, right? You know there. another team that um I don't know if you mentioned already, Liberty that that's a party crasher potentially based on what they do. I don't know if they come up later for you, but uh they did. They did, but uh well, I had Liberty and Army. Cuz I think are we getting way out of order here? Should we should we get back on track? It's, or are we Well, was uh, Liberty another another was that the same That thing? was yeah, p- part of the party crasher. That was my number 2 uh Well, I can wipe off they were my number 2 though. Was uh Liberty and Army and BYU. All right, so we're both taking our number two out early. Yeah. So the, the Liberty Army and BYU, just because I feel like they need to figure out a plan quick if this twelve team thing is looming. Because if you're not Notre Dame uh, and you're an independent, you're fucked. You, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like you don't play a conference championship game. Notre Dame has that kind of written in there, where I feel like everyone else better scramble to find a conference. Yeah. Yeah. BYU has BYU better call the Mountain long West. I, well, BYU is not going to get it done. Well, actually, if if the college football playoffs rankings this year are any indication, there's nothing BYU can do to unless they no. If the Mountain West is smart, because they're saying, "Hey, the AAC is better than the Mountain West." Yeah, that's what they've already been kind of saying the past couple of years. Which I I would argue some of that certain years the Mountain West has been better in my opinion. Yeah, but sixty percent of the time, yeah, at least, AAC it's AAC. Been I agree, but if I'm Mountain West, well, you know, you got this thing coming in three years. If that's official. 
Yeah. Which I think their commissioner is part of this. He's the guy designing this thing. So he's going to, yeah, he's, he's going to know, yeah. uh, you better go snatch up BYU, snatch up BYU. And if you can't snatch up BYU, start thinking of someone else you can, because right now there, you, you just got to get in there. You got to get, yeah, you could be that number six conference every year. If you position yourself, I don't properly. care who you got to offer this thing to. I mean, if, if it's North Dakota state, yeah. Right. Get someone in there credible. If it's South Dakota State, either both add both of those. Yeah, I'm just saying, do something to help the brand here. Um, uh, BYU and Liberty jump out to me. I know Liberty is very far away from the rest of the Mountain West, so maybe that doesn't make sense. But West Virginia is in the Big Twelve. Yeah, Liberty's not that much further than. That's true. That's true. I mean, go think mine, outside the box. Yeah, right? money. You're gonna make a ton of money. Just go get some quality teams and. No, no matter what the certain years, one of the power five conferences is probably going to be down. You're always going to be jockeying for that six position. So. I mean, maybe if you're, if you, if you think Liberty's too far, maybe you do it as a package deal. Maybe you do Liberty and Marshall or something like that. I don't know. Go to the conference. You as like, think outside the box, grab something yeah. that could potentially strengthen your conference because you're going to need it. And I think, you know, cause the worst thing would be to see Boise go undefeated and miss out on a 12 team playoff. Which then you, then happen, you're going to hear me bitching. No, it can happen. If Cincinnati or UCF yeah. went undefeated too, that could happen. We saw. I mean, Coastal Carolina was undefeated, not cracking the top twelve, right? That's true. That's All right, true. I think what they got to they got to eleven, I think. But Maybe. BYU was one. Yeah. They need to strengthen their conference though, because the AAC is going to have that play. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that. Uh, if you, you add BYU, I think it's it's it it it's, it that fixes it right there. I agree. I think. I mean, it puts it right on par with the AAC if you add BYU. Um, Regardless of this year, you know, what happens this year and whether there's a playoff or New Year, someone's going to make the New Year's six, but whether there's a playoff party crasher, probably not going to happen if history is any indication. But this, it's already started the arms race moving forward to be that number six conference, that power six. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Conference USA and MAC have problems. To yeah. me, oh, they're, they're Sunbelt is emerging. Yep. They should be thinking aggressively. AAC should add a 12th team, if not go to 14. Yep. And, uh, and the mountain West should be considering all things too. I, I think all three are solid conferences, uh, but okay. So wait, have you done your number six yet? Actually, let me tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by prop swap America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship tickets. When you buy directly from other sports bettors on prop swap, see a ticket you like, but think the price is too high. Well, guess what? Submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know just how much your ticket is worth. This week, a PropSwap customer sold a $200 12 to 1 Phoenix Suns championship ticket for $1,200. That's five times a return for the seller. Boom. And adjusted odds of minus 160 for the buyer. Better than every sports book in, in the country. Uh, flat out. With props up, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like a stock market, but for sports betting, use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today, Patty C. All right. Where are we at now? Uh, I was going to hit my number six here and uh, we don't need to go into it too much, but we can hit it real quick. College football hot seat specifically. Oh, uh, that's my number four. All right. Let's get into it. Harbaugh, Helton, and Frost are the ones that jump out at me. What do you got for me? Uh, I well, I said, which, uh, mine was which coach gets fired first, 
And I said for losing purposes, because there's a strong chance Herm Edwards gets fired first because of what's going on there. Yeah. But um, it's must watch TV to me. And this is why I'm excited. I, I, I can hit on all of these teams. I put Babers in there too. Yeah. Um, but maybe Syracuse, I don't know. They're weird, right? Like I could see them hanging on to him for one more year. Is there a demand to be that good? I don't think so. I, I what think. happened to the days of Syracuse? Like when I was growing in up, 90s, Syracuse was yeah. like a top 10, top 15 team. Yeah. Um, regardless here, um, which coach gets fired first frost Helton Harbaugh. I threw Babers in there. Yeah. I was wondering if we were forgetting, uh, Oh, Fuente needs to be in there. Fuente should be in there. Yeah. Justin Fuente, uh, Virginia tech needs to be in there. Boy, And they have a pretty easy schedule this year. I but mean, if you lose the UNC week one, and you get upset. I think week West two. West Virginia's week three. Notre Dame's week five. But don't I they think. have like Old Dominion? I think Old oh, Dominion take beat them the, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a bad. I mean, this could be it for Fuente if they if they don't get up for this year. You know, I saw uh, who is the uh, defensive coordinator Hamilton. Justin Hamilton. Justin yeah. Hamilton puts a passionate post on Twitter. It gets great response. Myself included. You know, chimed in said, "Hey, yeah, you need to be supported properly for you to win." but I think the support is there and every, all the fan bases say, Hey, get it done or else, you know, even though the support I think is there, the pressure is on. Well, what, I mean, what other coaches can for, I mean, I'm going to make a case for watching all of, I think all of those are must watch TV. Um, minus Babers. Cause I don't really care what happens in Syracuse, but like clay Helton. I mean, let's talk about this week zero. Scott Frost plays Illinois. Yeah. I think they're nine point favorites last I saw. Okay. Better not shit the bed in that one. If you lose that, you think you, they're not going to pull the plug on him week nah, one, right? He's, he's a legend there. They'll give him the whole season. They're not, they won't I think they're going to, I mean, the athletic director just left Bill Moose. He said he needed nine wins, but then he quits. So I guess yeah, I think bowl game or bust. In. Bowl game or bust for Frost. And that's got to, that's got to hurt in the heart of a Hornhusker fan. He's building something. Bowl game or bust, it you should be happy with the six and six bowl in the Chimichanga Bowl, and you win that thing, seven and six. I do think he has the potential to be the right guy for the job, and let me throw my dick in the air here. I do think that uh, maybe it's a slower build for him because he's not the coordinator, to my knowledge, of you know, and and running specifically his stuff. Whereas a lot of the time, the head coach will come in and like take control and, and have at least one side of the ball in order. I think for both sides of the ball. He's got issues to work out. Hey, check, go, download the sports gambling podcast episode. Uh, well, you should be subscribed, but uh, we had uh, Larry, the cable guy, a long time uh, Nebraska Cornhusker fan making the case that they need to give frost more time. This is a guy who has season tickets, passionate Nebraska fan. Check out that episode. Me and stacking the money green talking with Larry, the cable guy, but no, I think that's what I'm making this case. Harbaugh plays Western Michigan week one. I think they'll be fine there, but week two, they get Washington. I just mentioned Phil Steele had Washington in his top 10. No, oh, that's an important game. If you lose that, who's going to be the first coach fired? I'm trying to make the case here. Harbaugh will make it through the end of the season too, but because they're both alumni, right? Yeah. Now Fuen- that means Fuente is one that Fuente could really is most likely. Cause if- I don't think most likely, I think most likely is clay Helton because if San Jose state beats them week <laughs> one, don't sleep on San Jose state. And they return everybody almost. because USC's done it before left. Uh, who they leave? Uh, was it um, Lane Kiffin on the tarmac? They didn't even yeah. fucking fly him home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, it's such a great story. That is a great story. I kind of love them for that. Um, But I I think that's your one. I mean, yes, Syracuse could lose any of these games. I think they get Ohio week one. They could lose that. I don't think they're going to fire Babers. They probably let him for the end of the year, but USC would fire Helton right away. They're itching to right away. So maybe Helton is, is the, uh, yeah, if they, Any, are we forgetting any power five coaches that maybe needed to be thrown in that mix? I don't think so. Right? Not off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are. I'm sure. We're oh, missing some. maybe Matt Wells, Texas tech. Yeah. He needs a long release. That's ridiculous. But apparently from what I understand, it's a messy situation down yeah. there. They never wanted him in Lubbock. I, I don't know. It just, I've heard bad things out of there. It, it could get tricky. Yeah. It could get tricky. You lose to Houston week one. I don't want to say that that if he goes zero and one they'll fire him, but if he goes like zero and three or zero and four, I don't know their schedule or one yeah. and three or one and four, they could pull the plug on him. Could pull it early. I think with the expectations for uh, Clay Helton, you know, being a little higher this year anyway, they have Pac-12 championship and even maybe playoff uh, aspirations. Say they lose at home to San Jose State and then Stanford, you know, in week two, which are both very possible. You could see it pulled right away. Once, yeah. once their dreams are crushed for the season, they might be ready to pull that plug. I, I agree. I agree. Okay. So that was your six or what? Yeah, that was my six. I believe. Okay. So my number f- six is Mississippi heat, right? <laughs> These are my headlines. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm going to add a third team in here, but Mississippi state, Mike Leach, he didn't get spring ball last year. Yeah. The air raid we know is a complicated offense that needs timing. So yes, they had a great first showing against LSU, but after that it showed with KJ Costello and it showed that this offense and, and really just a bunch of people, like 30 people transferring out yeah, well, discontent within the locker room, but, but mid season, he switches to a Rogers who was a freshman. Who's still a freshman. I think the offense getting spring ball can start to fly. We've never seen him with a team with this much talent. The defense was underrated a season ago, but that, that offense is the key to them being a winning team. And I also think obviously Jeff Levy, Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral, Ole Miss, both these offenses have potential to be pretty fire, especially Ole Miss, uh, the, the Mississippi heat. I'm very intrigued to watch the Mississippi heat, and I'll even add in Southern miss went out and hired will hall. He was the OC of Tulane with Willie Fritz. Now, I don't know about Mississippi heat yet in, in Southern miss, <laughs> but they have Frank Gore jr. I was impressed by him a season ago. Southern miss I, college football is better when Southern miss is good. And they were good for a long time. That's what now. I'm saying. I want to see will hall bring it back. I think they got the right man. I'm, I, I'm, that's like sprinkling some salt on this, but the real, the real story is, is the Mississippi state and Ole miss offenses and that Mississippi heat that I think is going to give some fits to some teams in the sec. Yeah. Those are two wild cards that really haven't uh, high end wild cards that haven't been there. I mean, I guess you could say Mullen, but Mullen, uh, Mullen was, you know, he got uh, Mississippi state to number two in the country. So yeah. he threw a, he threw a monkey wrench in the sec West and made it really interesting. And now we got two of these guys in Mississippi. And, and don't forget Ole miss does play Liberty with Hugh freeze. You know, I got that game highlighted. Oh yeah. Can't wait to watch that Front and center. Can't wait to watch that one. Tell me about number five, Patty C number five for me. And uh, well, I don't want to go too early on you. So I'm going to keep it with, uh, with one thing. And then I'm going to parlay onto yours later on. Okay. I'm going to say Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Can they finally win 
the big 12, uh, the crack win the big 12 championship, obviously, which they've done what six times in a row now. Yeah. Can they finally win a playoff game and can the big 12 or, you know, or can they go unbeaten in the regular season? Cause if the one thing Lincoln Riley struggled at is beating Iowa and Iowa state, I'm yeah. not Iowa, Iowa state and Kansas state, they've been laying some, laying some lemons. I yeah. mean, even one year they got incredibly lucky on a spot against TCU and Gary Patterson. I'm sure he'll tell you about that. If you bring that up with him, yeah. two, I think it was two years ago, a really generous spot for Oklahoma. Um, they would have lost to TCU. That was uh, Duggan's um, uh, freshman year. Yeah. In that, I believe that game was in Norman. It was a generous right. spot that I thought uh, it was one of those things where you challenge and it's like there was, it wasn't a, a spot is really hard to challenge. Yeah. 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 And Benefited and uh, I'm got just saying they get a lot of close calls. Yeah, they get more than they did with Stoops, in my opinion. For a team that's won six straight uh, conference championships, like they are not the Alabama or Clemson that absolutely yeah. dominates. You see, the uh, Bama's winning by 40 every week, and you see like Oklahoma. I mean, let me just pull this up. I mean, obviously they lost back-to-back weeks a season ago. They lost to K-State and Norman, and they lost to, at Iowa State. But then at, let me add in this. Four overtime win against Texas, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of cruise control after that, but six point win against Iowa State in the Big Twelve Championship, thirteen point win against a bad Baylor team. Um, yes, they did blow out Texas Tech and Kansas and OK State, but I, I just feel like let me go back to nineteen. This is my point: is like they just have these kind of these games where you say, I just don't know. Seven point win against Texas. Now granted, that's going to probably be a good game every year, but a one point win against Iowa state, three point win against Baylor, four point win against TCU, the game I'm talking about overtime win against Baylor in the big 12 championship. So to me, they, they, they still ha- are struggling in a way like, yes, yeah. you're winning. You're a great program, but you're just not. But let me say this. Alabama dominates in the sec because they're great. Clemson dominates the ACC because the ACC sucks. I think Oklahoma is probably on Clemson's level. Oh yeah. But the big 12 is just way harder than the ACC. I completely agree. I think if you threw Clemson in, in the, the big 12 and this is probably not a popular take, but I really believe that Clemson would have multiple losses most years. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, I think they'd be the same team as Oklahoma. I think they're the same. Yeah. Guy. I mean, Oklahoma took uh, Georgia to overtime in the Rose bowl yeah. to go to the national probably should have beat them. They and were then, up at one point. Pretty, yeah. pretty. Yeah. And then uh, Georgia goes to overtime with Alabama for the national championship and probably should have won that. You could easily make the argument that Al- uh, Oklahoma was the best team in the country that year. And they just got some bad breaks and you know, but that said we're seven years into this thing now going on year eight and the big 12 still hasn't won a playoff game. Can this Oklahoma team whose defense is supposed to be better with a Heisman quarterback at the helm potentially uh, can they, can they break through? They don't have any back-to-back away games. Surprisingly, Patty C not surprising. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure I think that the was, schedule uh, is, 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 is primed for them. Um, yes. I do think they are an interesting team. They're my honorable mention. Um, my number five is on par with that. Mine is a couple LSU and Georgia in the sec. This is Georgia's year to do it. If they're not going to do it this year, I'm a firm believer it ain't ever going to happen. Yeah, well, here we go. This is my number one. Okay, but well, I also have LSU thrown in here because I thought they're. Well, both... I got a few thrown in here. Okay, these are two teams that have been in the the the, the, the playoffs, the the Invitational, over the past five years. Yeah, I got A and M in the mix too. Okay, I like that. Because, I like adding that. Because but are you buying the hype though? I am. 
I'm buying the hype. But Alabama's whooped their ass though. Like, but what? they have yeah. them in College Station, and Alabama's got a new quarterback. I understand, but like, they still whoop their ass when they, they play. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but they're the the SEC race is the most interesting thing in college football to me this year, whether I like it or not. Interesting. I, I I don't find it to be the most interesting, but I mean, I get the point. Alabama has the chance to take a step back. Do they though? A small chance <laughs> on all they need is the door to be cracked up. And really what it comes down to but this whole thing is, is can Georgia win the national championship? But well, look, okay. We just brought up, we just brought up uh, the likes of Oklahoma. And, and what I said was they aren't essentially a great team because they're, they're very good, but great teams don't make these, they don't lose to these teams and they don't play every game close. I, I'm not buying into a and M. This is a team that beat Vanderbilt by five in Kyle field last year. This is a team that won by three against Florida. Now granted Florida was solid. Um, they, 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 that North Carolina game with all of North Carolina's players out, it just wasn't convincing to me. I, I'm not sold. I'm not let, sold on, on a and Let me push yeah. back on you. Aside from Alabama and their utter dominance most years, and their only close games being against really good teams most years, because Alabama is so well coached and so talented um, that those kind of slip ups don't happen. Sometimes they lose to a really fucking good team and that's how they don't make it. And that's the only way they lose. Whereas other teams that have won the championship, which in recent history has been Clemson, or LSU, not that year. They dominated pretty much everyone. UCF. But, yeah. UCF. <laughs> <laughs> they have all played close games or even lost a game. They shouldn't have Ohio state against Virginia tech. Okay. But this is a lot. There are a lot of, uh, you don't see the comparison. I see them. The, no, they're not there yet. Texas yeah. and AM, but I'm uh, they, last year they took a step forward. And so they could with, with Alabama just being down a little and bit, they lose mond. I actually think that's a good thing. Yeah. That, that that's another point. I think there's a little hype around this quarterback. And their schedule is very favorable this year. Yeah. Talk about a, I mean, no back-to-back away games, Patty C. I don't know how they lobbied for that, but yeah, I mean, they have a very, they for, could I find mean, themselves, they, even if they lose to Bama, I think they have a great shot at going 11 and one. Well, here's the thing. If Alabama slips, they have to go to the swamp. They have Miami who could, uh, you know, no, they won't affect don't, them. Don't in the, tell me Miami, but really Maybe the swamp, but really beyond a and M like uh, now Georgia has won sec championship since 2005. It was in 2015 when they avoided Alabama and played Auburn. Um, that's really the thing that could help Georgia because obviously no former uh, saving disciple has ever beaten him. Smart being one of them. Uh if Fisher Georgia, being one of them, Fisher being another <laughs> one, if somehow one of these teams can uh, end up in or, or, or can be facing each other in the SEC championship game, then maybe they squeak into the playoff without Alabama being I'll there say this. and take that final Georgia step. and a and M schedules align for a great season. Yeah. I think it's more on Georgia yeah. to get it done. I think a and M I got it. I don't believe it yet. Georgia. I, I see it. Georgia has the potential to be Alabama, right? They have that potential. If they can take one more step and push out. And especially if Nick Saban starts to age out, it doesn't look like it's happening, but if smart becomes that guy, then that's why Georgia is the most interesting story in college football to me this year. I want to add in LSU because you are very 
fresh away from a national championship. You've been shitting on them the whole off season. Now that's you're no, that's my point. I'm not saying they're going to, I'm not saying they're not going to say, I'm saying, I don't know what the fuck they are. Yeah, that's true. And I'm saying like, this is a team that was five and five and very fortunate to be five and five. If, if a Florida player doesn't throw a cleat 50 yards, yeah. uh, they, they're four and six. Yeah. All of a sudden LSU is a wild card. Well, and then I think you look at the schedule now, I do think they're at a conference schedule is pretty easy, but I, th- I, I mean, I, I think they could lose it in LA against UCLA, but could we find coach O on that hot seat that we were talking about? Absolutely. The folks in Alabama fired Gene Chiswick a couple of years after winning a national championship um, at Auburn. So it's very possible SEC country. They don't take to losing very well. And I don't know what to expect of LSU. They're a weird team to me. I don't like their quarterback situation. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that, about their coaching I, situation. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're extremely talented. Of Obviously, course. with Stingley and 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 just tons of a plethora of guys that are just fantastic. But especially if the, I think they should start the young kid. I don't think they should go with Miles Brennan. And I think they're going to go with Miles Brennan. Yeah. And it makes me incredibly nervous for well, for Tiger fans out there. It's win now in LSU in SEC West country. Well, you didn't win last year. Yeah, that's true. Um and I don't know. I don't know. I, I they they could lose out the gate and I wonder how much pressure that would put on you. The SEC race is is definitely what I had listed as the number one story as most interesting in college football, but specifically can Georgia climb that mountain? Mm. And and rain as champs. Well, well, look, I want to tell you guys that the yeah the Georgia story is the most important. Yeah. Or not not in all of college. Not football. not for me. Yeah. But, but in the in SEC, the SEC I yeah. think Georgia, this is your year. Alabama is what it is. If you, know? you don't get it done this year, Georgia, with your with with a, a very favorable schedule for you. In well, my I opinion. think actually next year is pretty uh pretty possible too because their schedule is pretty easy. But JT Daniels isn't going to be there next year. That's true. That's true. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know if if not now then never because Alabama won't be, you know, questionable next year. I mean, maybe they can go out and get a grad transfer. It's 2021, they could fix something like that, but Anyway, let me tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by underdog. Yes. Make sure you head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Yes. Draft day is happening on July 13th at 1 PM Pacific time, Ryan, real money, Kramer, Patty C our boy will be drafting underdog best ball teams for 24 straight hours. Boom. Jesus. That's a you, lot of draft. Yeah. You can hop on the stream and draft with Kramer and the guys at any time. Plus 15 free entries to uh, best ball mania too will be given out. So that you're going to love that. If that wasn't enough, there's a $500 draft day props contest based off of uh, Kramer that you, that you can, uh, you know, and only enter in our app, but it's going to have some props about how many LaCroix, how many milligrams deep will he be? <laughs> um, so download the app and, and sign up at underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. And while you're over there, make sure you download our other app, the SGPN app. Yes. It's now live in the app store and Google play store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. So wait, so what number are you on then? Well, in all my switching stuff around, I, um, I left out number four. (laughs) So really I just have one left. So (laughs) shoot. No, no, you can, you can rattle off the rest of yours, but uh, where are you at? Well, I, I have a special one for Nebraska football. Let's hear it. 
I just think they're really interesting team this year, but I also had that in quotations, big 10 West. Well, not East. I believe it or not. I'm not that interested in the East. Mine, my number three. Yeah. The final one is the big 10 race Uh, in general, in general. Well, I don't find the East very compelling. Well, I think with Ohio state breaking in a new quarterback, you you have to fit and a little bit of a tough start. That's really what makes Ohio state. Interesting is Minnesota on the road to open the season with a brand new quarterback for Ohio state and, and, and a good Minnesota team with an experienced quarterback and week two against Oregon. Those Ohio state could find itself, you know, in a bad spot early on. Not that that would affect the uh, conference race, but well, if they lose in Minnesota, it could, it could, yeah, but, but not Oregon, but their mojo I, I think could they, be they stripped. Destroy Oregon. I think Probably. they win by 21 points. That game is in Columbus. Right? It's likely. I, I, uh, maybe not 21. I'll go, I'll go 14. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, the, the, you're right though. Uh, the rest of the uh, big 10 East, no team. I mean, I guess I think Rutgers is the most interesting team in the Big Ten. Sean Lee is a ver- veteran quarterback, and Penn State figured it out late last hey, year. Sean Lee, or that's uh, a linebacker from wait, Penn State. Yeah, who am I thinking of? Sean uh, uh, Clifford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if Penn State <laughs> can carry the momentum that they had, uh, well, you know what I think too. Penn State, like everyone, is just a generic player for Penn State because their uniforms are so generic. They don't become like I can't think of a s- single like electrifying player from Penn State. Arrington. Well, yeah, but, okay. but, but generally speaking, okay. Maybe one or two. Well, I can tell you that the big 10 East doesn't interest me that Derek that Williams much. was pretty exciting while he was there. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. They've had a few, uh, um, the big 10 West is interesting to me. And I put that right next to Nebraska football because much like the PAC 12 North or the PAC 12 in general, I find the big 10 West minus Illinois. Every team can win this thing. And I actually think one or two yeah. might have a shot against the Buckeyes. Yeah. If it plays out correctly. But I, I still think it, cause it's played in that dumbass dome that favors Ohio state. I think uh, just the big 10 West race is the compelling part of this. Well, here's the thing. All the quarterbacks on that roster are five stars too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't, the big 10 East is boring to me. Yeah. Just like the sec West. They're uh, going to reload. I, I personally find the sec West boring. Now the sec East, I find interesting. Really? Yeah. Because Alabama. Yes, they're yeah. going to dominate it. Yeah. And because I don't I don't I'm not buying it like A&M should have played for a playoff last year. Sure. Yeah. But I'm not buying that they're contenders yet. Yeah, it's so sad that like for all these years Michigan has been like a team that I'm legitimately interested in. And I'd be lying to if I said that there wasn't a very, very, very small part of me that thought that maybe Harbaugh could get it done and have a magic season and win the Big Ten East and potentially the Big Ten, but it's a very, very small I, part of me. <laughs> I think fucking Purdue has as good a chance as them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the Big Ten West is compelling to me. You got all these these coaches. I don't know. Yeah. Someone's gonna have to lose. Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, uh, Northwestern, Northwestern, all Nebraska, four Purdue. Equally. No, no, no. I think all of them. Right I there. think Nebraska and Purdue are a step back. I think all four of those teams have about equal odds to win the Big Ten West. Nebraska and Purdue right there are a step back. Every and game. Then I mean, Bielma, uh, Iowa won by three against Nebraska last year. Yeah, that's true. I just think every game is is a grind. Yeah. I don't know who's winning it. I can tell you, yeah, obviously I would lean Iowa and yeah. Wisconsin. You know when the Big Ten West really yeah. becomes interesting? What's that? When the college football playoff expands, oh, a hundred percent. Because any team that comes out of that grind has well, a shot, shot. To or, at least or has a shot to have a home game. 
Right. Wisconsin, At least a lot win of those a round years, or two, find themselves deep. You dude, know? A, a lot of those years, Wisconsin would have been playing a home game in Madison in had, the had, playoff. Yeah. Which would, is amazing for the sport. Yeah. Um, so I had that all in there with Nebraska football because I find them very, very interesting. And even I'll be honest, the big 10 West, I'll even throw Illinois in there is interesting. Cause we want to see the progress yeah. the progression of, of the way Bielma takes over that team. Well, that's, that was one of the subplots of this that I was going to put development of p- high potential programs, or uh, which I guess I would qualify Rutgers, Illinois, and potentially Maryland based on the recruiting slash sleeper team slash first year coaches. You know, Illinois, Maryland, and Rutgers, I all found, find pretty interesting to watch this year. Okay. Well, I only have one left then. All right. What do you Are got? Are you out me? of yours? I'm all out. I'm out of bullets. I just have, well, this kind of touches on the Big Ten West, but uh, I just had the state of Iowa football, the pulse. <laughs> I think the most interesting team in college football, I've said it all year, is Iowa and State. I had this on here earlier, but I cut it out so we could get to this. I think Matt Campbell, uh, what he's doing in the, I've mentioned this all offseason. Yeah. He stayed the course. He turned down a lot of money. He turned down interviews. He's got uh, a pro caliber quarterback, a pro caliber running back, a pro caliber tight end. He's got a very good defense returning. I, I, I they were knocking on the door last year. They have given Oklahoma even, trouble. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Them. Even it, I don't feel like it's a Georgia situation where it's like, if they just get to the big 12 championship, even if they lose that, I still think he's building this thing. Yeah. And and I'm so curious. You don't to think see that wave is, is going to crash yet. He, it does seem like, he isn't like, you know, hyping it. And that the, the expectation isn't there that it's, it's this year or bust, you know, well, I think he's playing with house money. That's every what I'm year. saying. And, and especially knowing a 12 team playoff is looming. They would have played a home game last year or no, they would have played on the road. Yeah. But I mean, they, they weren't far from getting a home game. Yeah. So uh, that is to me, the most interesting storyline in college football this year. Now the fact they play Iowa and I find Iowa interesting in the big 10 West. Iowa state is the, the team like the rest. I, I find a lot of the major stories boring. Yeah. I find like Clemson and Alabama and, and maybe I can make a case for Oklahoma. Interesting, but especially like the ACC and SEC it just has West been what it is. and big 10 East. I find very boring. Yeah. It, it, I will agree with that in the, to the extent that like in the grand scheme of college football, which of the six teams is it going to be this year? That's not really that interesting. You know, it Georgia being one it of them. It doesn't get me excited. Yeah. It doesn't really get me excited. I mean, um, so there is that. But let me ask you this. I had a couple of mention. Which first year coach are you most excited to see? Well, I want to touch on uh okay. Iowa, Iowa State real quick okay. one more yeah. time. Um these teams, it sounds outrageous, right? Could potentially both find themselves in the playoffs. And that sounds absolutely idiotic. You figure only one of them can make it, especially because they're playing each other. Yeah. But Iowa had such a great, I mean, Iowa has lost so many close games over the past. Uh, I want to say we, we looked at three it up, years. I think they right? lost yeah. the nine games by a total of 42 points over the last three or four years. So that's an average of four and a half points per game. And when they have good quarterback play, which we expect them to have this year, then and it doesn't even have to be great. It just has to be serviceable. Yeah. They, what they do last time they went to the Rose bowl and you know, yeah. they got throttled by uh, Stanford, but they, well, made... if you had the 12 team, you can certainly make a case for that. Well, even yeah. still, I mean, with Ohio state breaking a new quarterback and maybe who knows if they ever take a step back, probably not, but if they pull an upset, then you got to figure the big 10 champion, even if it's with one loss is going to go to the playoff. Right. Yeah. And then Iowa state, whether they run the table or get in with one loss, they're a power five team. Uh, that's a champion they can make the playoff. So I don't know, but these teams are at a level in uh, uh, Iowa football. That's never been reached at the same time. And 
if even if it's only that game, that's yeah. going to be the most interesting game in Iowa football history. Iowa slash Iowa State football. Was it the Cy, most interesting Cyhawk game of all time? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, okay, hold on. Which first year coach though? Are you most excited to keep an eye on this year? Who do we got? You got rattle some okay, off. Okay, you got Bioma at Illinois. I'm interested. You got uh, uh, SEC went Heupel at t- Tennessee. Clark Lee at Vandy. A little bit. Beamer at South Carolina. Very interested. Uh, Leopold, Kansas. You're getting me interested. Um, Pac-12. Did they bring in anyone new? I don't think they did. Right. Mm, I don't. Oh, Jed Fish. Jed Fish, Arizona. Meh. And uh, I mean, do we want to throw in? Is there an AC, AC one in there? I don't know. I think. Uh, I think uh, those will probably do it off the top of my head. Am I forgetting a Big Ten one? I don't think so. Yeah, not off the top of my head either. Yeah. So, so what do you think there? I mean, Bielema and really Beamer, uh, I find to be pretty interesting only because Beamer with his bloodlines, right. And Beamer, Beamer, because he has the hype around him from the, the, the support, which I have mentioned has led to uh, surprising success, whether it be Dabo Swinney or David Shaw, whenever the program is excited about a guy that no one else is excited about, there's usually more success That's than true, you would anticipate. But for some reason, I find it very, very sleep worthy. Beamer. I, I mean, I, I'm I somewhat... don't think you've looked into it as much as I have. I, I, I just think that there might be something there and their schedule is so front, like easy uh, South Carolina schedule that not, they not can, week two. they could get off to a fast start. They might have one, one loss early, but th- th- it's conceivable that they're like five or six and one out the gates. Well, um, they're going to lose in Greenville, but <laughs> I have Leopold obviously as my one. Uh, but I think if I had to make a case for a, a second, uh, I think it's going to be Bielma. Bielma but is I think fish is my third choice. I just need to, I, I haven't seen anything from him as a head coach. And what yet. have you seen out of Shane Beamer? <laughs> Nothing either. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I've seen Frank Beamer and uh, yeah. re- really, I guess what I'm really interested in there is, uh, is Beamer going to do well enough that when Fuente gets Look, fired and I, and I saw, gets and I saw Mike Shula, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a good comparison. Um, all right. Uh, okay. One last question. We'll, Bielema, get the, we'll, get that, we'll get out of here. What's that? Bielema is such a perfect fit in the big 10 West with that style of football, pounding the rock and his history there. I think he'll be able to do it. And, and that long-term has the same, maybe not quite the upside that Shiano has, but I wouldn't be surprised to see see him have some eight, nine, 10 win seasons at Illinois eventually. Yes, I agree. Well, okay. Last question before we get out of here, what's a team out of left field? No one is talking about, but we'll be talking about in November. Give me one group of five, one power five. Gosh, let me look at uh, the college football standings to, I can tell you. Yeah. I'm going to take a shot on the West Virginia Mountaineers. I'm going to take a shot on Neil Brown's continuing uh, to build that program up. I, I almost went TCU. Yeah. I don't know why I'm stuck in the big 12 on this one. <laughs> uh, I think, I think Neil Brown and what he's doing, it's low key. No one's talking about it. Um, I, and I just, their schedule breaks well enough. Yeah. They get a lot of their tough opponents in Morgantown. Well, who is it? Who came up pretty quick or early on in their uh, tenure there? Uh, Holgerson. Yeah. You know, made a huge splash yeah, yeah. early on. So maybe Neil Brown can pull something like that out. Uh, as far as group of five. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, I made the case for Georgia state, but I, I think uh, we're, 
There's a team that that won the Mountain West last year that we're not giving its due respect. Everyone's penciling Boise State and Nevada in there, and I understand it was a crazy flash in the pan season. Yeah, but I think Brent Brennan and San Jose State they reload everybody. Watch out for the Spartans. Uh, if I'm a USC fan, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that week one matchup. We'll see now that they have a target. They they uh did they win the conference last year? They did. They did. Yeah. Mountain West champion San Jose State. A couple years ago, I thought we'd never say that. That's yeah. unbelievable what he's done there. Oh boy. A team that nobody's talking about from the power five. NC Nick would probably make the case for UVA and Brandon Armstrong. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make one that doesn't make any sense here. Okay? Yes. Yes. And you're going to laugh at it because it's not a team that should be able to, because they're always talked about, but based on expectations, I think Michigan could win the big 10. <laughs> I think Michigan look at I, so many question marks. Your, your reaction is the perfect reaction there <laughs> because nobody thinks so. Right. And, and they I were, what two and four, I would agree that they're, they looked like butt sauce last year. <laughs> right. But well, what, still, what gets me excited about that offense? Not anything, not, much. not even the quarterback play. <laughs> Well, here's, here's what it is. I think maybe <laughs> they might finish behind Rutgers and maybe fucking... they have finally found the balance between uh, Jim Harbaugh's pound the rock and uh, uh, Josh Gaddis, Josh Gaddis is yeah. uh, spread it around and, and speed. Uh, what do they call it? The, the dirt bike offense. Yeah. Uh, if they can find the balance of that. And then, you know, with Don Brown moving on and maybe who, who, who they bring in at DC, I'm drawing a blank Well, uh, Linquist, but he's at Buffalo now. So the, he was a co DC. So whoever the other DC was, I'm drawing a blank. Either way, I think yeah. Michigan, uh, Michigan has some potential here to uh, shock some people. And the fact that Ohio State's in there and they get him in Ann Arbor, Yowzers. Give uh, me Jim Harbaugh to finally get it done. You are delusional. Group I of am, five, you have one you want to throw up? Group of five. Let me see here. Let me scroll down this list. Ah, let's say Army in the fucking New Year's six. I like it. Army wins at Wisconsin. Big time game. Boom. Smash Sign me up. up football, baby. And then Nebraska, if you do get rid of Scott Frost, I know you got a new athletic director coming in. Jeff Monken. Sitting there Go fresh out and hire Jeff Monken. A New Year's six victory. Or Ken Niamatolo or Troy Calhoun. Calhoun's right up the road. Calhoun is right up the road, but Monken is from yes. Illinois. It's a, a geographical fit, cultural in the fit. big 10. Yes. Make Do it, it happen. Do it. All right, guys. If you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you check out all of our 130 podcasts. We're breaking down every single college football team in the land. We're going to have a podcast for every team and some FCS teams and some two We'll give you a two episodes like we did with Boise state subscribe to the college football experience. Tell a friend. And I will tell you also to subscribe, blah, 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 blah. subscribe <laughs> to the college basketball experience. Because we talk college basketball year round too. So it's on its own feed. Go check it out. We're breaking down a bunch of conferences in the offseason. Crazy offseason with the transfer portal, NIL, just like college football, just craziness this offseason. Um, subscribe to both. And uh, look, me, Patty CNC, Nick, we handicap every single Division one college football and college basketball game. We've been over 500 each and every season independently and also obviously as a collective. We've also been way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free on the SGPN app, which is a free download. You can go get it in the app store, Google play store, do that today. And if you do leave a five-star review on that app in the app store, please. And if you do take a screenshot of your review, find me on Twitter at D Colby D show me that photo, follow me too. And uh, I will send you the college, uh, college football or college basketball experience t-shirt. So do that brand new t-shirt. Perfect thing for ladies like new shit. So do that. <laughs> and um Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. 
and the college football experience is new on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give that a follow and don't forget to follow the sports gambling podcast network at the SGP network. Check out that new episode. We drop with Larry, the cable guy coming in, talking Nebraska football. All right. And check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. All right. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we are.